Welcome to Saving Us, where we discuss relationships in marriage, family, and beyond. Relationships are hard work and should be a priority. These discussions are here to help you navigate the waters of insecurity and frustration and hopefully guide you to a place of peaceful fulfillment in your own relationships. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Saving Us. We are your hosts, Michael and Dietra Carter, here to talk about our journey through life, through marriage, through love, and hopefully extending it to some other areas. This uh, episode was, this episode, this broadcast, this podcast is what it's called. Yeah, well, this is this, a video on YouTube, but it's also a podcast. It's a video and a podcast. <laughs> so... The original idea was a podcast. Yeah, well, you're going to do YouTube channel. Um, yeah. yeah, but it, it's uh, the whole idea was to, to save our relationship. But of course, that's saved now, we hope. And uh, so now we're getting into how, how to help others mm -hmm. save their relationships. So we've talked about lots of things. We've talked about our love journey. We've talked about mm -hmm. raising kids. We've talked about being in a blended family. Yes. The mm -hmm. last couple of weeks, we had a special guest that talked about finances and maybe we will be able to do that a little more in depth and get some other uh, perspectives yes, on finances definitely. in the future. Um, I think that would be very helpful. But today we are talking about our health journey. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're talking about um, what it means to grow together over the years and to deal with different things that come up health-wise Yes. Um, for the two of us. And so we are not special you know <laughs> these kinds yeah, of things happen to everybody so yeah. uh, hopefully we'll be able to help some other people it's part of, along the way it's, it's, it's part of uh the marriage. just like yeah it's like <laughs> finances are and yes love and romance and all that your health it's part of life mm -hmm. yeah so i'll say this for this episode before we go any farther please like subscribe and mm -hmm. share this video with other people because we just want to reach as many people as we can okay right so um okay <laughs> all right um so we started this because we've had some health issues mm -hmm. in the past and like many people we've been together almost 24 years so uh we were nice and young <clears> and <throat> sprightly when we got married uh <laughs> right. and i know i had had not had any health issues you had no surgeries yeah nothing that i would have to go to the hospital for no chronic yeah, no health things issues, period, really i mean i suffered with some asthma growing up but um, took good care of myself and, you know, never needed anything. Not unless pollen got really, really thick and oh, I had to yeah. get an inhaler or something like that. But uh, nothing too serious um, throughout all of these years. How long have you been going to the gym? Ser you know, like Going to the gym, like I would say, um, well, exercising for 35-ish years. Yeah, faithfully. Faithfully, <laughs> like at least three to five days a week. Some of those years, six days a week. Mm -hmm. Um, to the gym, gym a gym membership became accessible to me at graduate school. Okay. I used the gym. 
there was a gym room at in my undergrad, like a little room in our dorm in the basement where mm -hmm. you, they had a couple of things. I think there was a treadmill, you know, oh, a couple really? of exercises. Oh, they didn't have things. like a But no, because the school was open. It was before oh. the basketball team blew up. So, you know, we didn't have money to do all right. that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. It was just, they just had a little room in the dorm. Yeah. Um, so I exercised there <clears> usually, <throat> but uh, when I got to IU, that's who had the big facility. Yeah. So that's where I started going to the gym. This was Butler before. Yeah, Before my, they, my their undergrad. basketball team was... Something. Yeah, it was just a regular, you know, yeah. private school. <laughs> now they blew up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at IU, they had the, the big gym. And so that's where I started going to the gym faithfully and got addicted to it. <laughs> right. So that was one of our... Uh, that was one of my non-negotiables, to be act, to be uh, honest. When we mm -hmm. were got married, I was like, I have to have a gym membership. I don't care how poor we are. <laughs> <laughs> gym membership is part of it. It's part we're of the budget. That. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, so I've been been exercising forever um but i was just um getting my checkups and you know mm -hmm. something came up so it happens even if you take care of yourself so what did you what happened so i had surgery for uterine fibroids mm -hmm. and that, which is yeah. common among a lot of women to have uterine <clears throat> fibroids Sounds <It's>, nasty <laughs> it's uh <laughs> it took me by surprise um, I didn't have any of the any of the common symptoms. Like I was not in a lot of pain. I did not have a lot of bleeding, anything like that. Um, so I didn't didn't know I had them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. what, well, what? So you had this, you had surgery. Yeah. Well, what made you go to the doctor in the first place? To, because I'm healthy. So I was taking care of myself, mm -hmm. and I was getting my yearly checkup. So you said you were hurting or. Right, but I was doing my preventative care. Ah, okay. So ladies, you know all about those checkups we're supposed to get every three to five years. Mm -hmm. So I was approaching my 50th birthday, really, this was the thing. And I thought, oh, I'm going to be 50, so I'm going to get everything checked out, right. you know, thinking nothing is wrong. So really, I still haven't got my sinuses. <laughs> I, I want to go to an ENT, mm -hmm. your nose and throat doctor, mm -hmm. just because I can only breathe out of one nostril a lot of times. So <laughs> I was like, maybe Dang. they can help me. Um, <laughs> but... So I was getting all of my checkups. So that's why I went to the doctor because yeah. it was just time and I was okay. getting old and said, I should do this. And we get a full tune-up. Huh? Exactly. The whole thing. I had to get it all cleaned out and <laughs> right. washed so, and everything. <laughs> so, so you went to your doctor yeah. and um, she, your doctor told you what mm -hmm. was happening. Right. How did that, how did you react to it? Because you had never had something this serious, I guess we could call right. it serious. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, of course, uterine fibroids are not ever usually um, uh, cancerous. Okay. So they're usually always benign. So it was never like scary, like, oh, right. these oh, are going to yeah. metastasize and, you know, you have to go to chemotherapy or anything like that. Mm -mm. But um, doing that. so it wasn't, it wasn't that kind of scary, but it was like, hmm, right. what, what's going on? You know, like, mm -hmm. why is this happening? And <laughs> how come I don't have any symptoms that I'm aware of to, you know, that would let me know, like pain or something, you yeah. know, to so say, Something's wrong. So you were surprised. I was surprised. And, it, and it, you were taken aback, or were you? I was. I was. I would say I was surprised. Mm -hmm. um, she ordered a um, an ultrasound, of course, at that time. So, so when she did my exam, she could feel them, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So then she ordered an ultrasound to see how big they were, how how many there were, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. which I did, had that done. And at that time, I believe there were three or four um, fibroids. And I did nothing 
I prayed and said, uh, they'll go away. They're fine because that's an option, right? So, mm -hmm. um, if they're not bothering you, doctors say, don't worry about them. Then, you okay. Know, <laughs> you know, because they're, they're just there, right. especially at my age. Now, if they, and probably if I was in my late twenties or thirties, they might be more concerned because the fibroids have a longer time to grow oh. and to multiply. Okay. Uh, but because I was 50, um, the mindset of the doctors <clears throat> is, oh, you might go into menopause soon oh, okay. anyway. And like, then well, that okay. stops feeding the fibroids, so they'll get smaller anyway. Mm. Um, but the thing is, they can't tell you when you're going to go into menopause. Right. So it could still be 10 years. Well, we don't know. Right. They, so and they doctors be... don't know. You know, nobody knows how many eggs are still <laughs> left in the ovaries. <laughs> so we don't know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Okay. Yeah. So that's what happened. Yeah. Well, what? Okay, so you got this diagnosis. What options did the doc? You said obviously praying and not doing anything was yeah. an option. Mm -hmm. Then as it went further, what other options did you have, or what made it become? Because you did that. You yeah. prayed and said nothing's going to happen. So, so my what, mind was okay. You pray. You give surgery. God time to do the work. Mm -hmm. The next time I'm going to go back in a year, <clears throat> they'll be either the same or they'll be gone. This is my mindset because that's just how I think. Right. Uh, so we, so I did that. So um, went back the uh, the next year. I think, I think, I think the first time I went was January twenty twenty. I think, mm -hmm. not real sure, but I think that's when it was. Um, and so then that's when the world shut down, right? In March right. of twenty twenty. Yeah. So I didn't go back because I think I was supposed to go back in six months, but mm -hmm. I didn't because everybody was shut down. Okay. So I so, ended, ended up going back more toward the fall right. of that year, or maybe even the next winter. It okay. might have been a full year when I went back. And uh, what? Yeah, what they, what oh, the that was say? like, because keep going. Yeah, what did the doctor say? <laughs> they <laughs> said the family had grown, so there were more. <laughs> and uh, they had gotten large. The ones that were there before had increased in size. Hmm. So I was That's like, not good. hmm. This is going the opposite way from what I thought would happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so, so that made 2021, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was about around 2021. Mm -hmm. So then, um, yeah. What options did the, the doctor option give you she then? said was well from the beginning she was like have a hysterectomy. So that means they take your uterus out. Wow. Now she never said take your uterus and your ovaries out. She never said that. Um, but she did say, just have a hysterectomy because you're old and no, she didn't say I was old, but she <laughs> said you're past having children and you don't need your uterus anymore. So just take it out. And then you don't have to worry about fibroids coming back because there's potential that they come back. If you, there is an option to a, a myo, myomectomy where the doctor goes in and just cuts the fibroids out, leaves the uterus, but just cuts all the fibroids out, takes them out. There's a chance they grow back or okay. new ones can come. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's why the doctor was like, just take the whole uterus out and then you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> okay. So hysterectomy, myomectomy. Right. Those are two options. Those are the two options she gave me. Okay. Those were the only two. And I did, so I said, hmm, I would like to keep my uterus because I believe <laughs> all the body parts are there for a reason. <laughs> I don't think I should be without one, you know, if I don't have to be. Right. So, um, and she, and she did say that having the myomectomy is a much more delicate surgery hmm. a lot messier a lot more time consuming she just wanted to take 
everything out. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Oh, she's making the case for the right, right. hysterectomy. Yes. She's like, yeah, don't, don't do the biomectomy. So, uh, okay. so I had to think about it some more and then, you know, do some, do some research. And I came upon uh, a couple of different options. One that I'm not, that has to do with sound, Mm, what is it called? Like sound waves, mm -hmm. and they put sound waves up against your belly. Okay. And there's something to, I didn't have it. So whatever that was, I was like, oh, very interesting. <laughs> that was my, I forget what that was called. But another, the other option was the embolization, which is what I had. Okay, but so but the doctor didn't give you that option. She did the not because she. Me and myomectomy. Yes, because she is a surgeon, gynecologist are surgeons okay so the other options she was not eligible to to do she was not qualified oh she don't know okay to, these are things she do. would do yes okay. so her options were myomectomy or hysterectomy okay how'd you come upon the embolization just google oh, okay university Look, you did your own study yes. <laughs> yeah you did your own own study on it yeah so there's a there's a I lesson did. to be learned there i did so I got on the internet and looked for options uh, because I listened to the elders in my life as mm -hmm. well, uh, people who had gone through hysterectomies and everything, and everybody said, don't do that. They said, don't, don't do they hysterectomy? Said, don't. <laughs> they said, don't, don't get a hysterectomy. Oh don't do that. Mm -hmm. I was like, hmm, okay. And I know that hysterectomy typically has a very long recovery time, which mm -hmm. is another reason why I didn't yeah. want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, at, least, at least eight weeks, uh, doctors say, and I didn't re really have time to be down, down for eight weeks. No, I've procrastinated something very important for at least mm. eight weeks, but I didn't want to be in the position where I couldn't do anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> couldn't do anything for eight weeks. Right. So that, um, that was also another reason why I was looking for alternatives. Right. Uh, to, to just have to forego that There's long recovery time. Yeah. So I came upon the embolization, which is done through radiology. A radiologist did it. Mm -hmm. And so I had to have an MRI which is a deeper yeah. ultrasound. So right. it goes deeper into the tissue and everything. So uh, so this, so then that was 2021, right? So it took me, well, because of COVID and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, how the hospitals were yeah. overflowing mm -hmm. and all of this kind of stuff, it took me all the way until I went back to the doctor, like in November, I think, or December, um, for my most recent uh, exam. And then she gave me a referral to the radiologist. I, I told my doctor, Dr. Love, uh, Dr. Love Davis, isn't that a wonderful name? <laughs> I love her. <laughs> but she uh, referred me to a radiologist in her group. Okay. And so I went to him mm -hmm. and um, he did the, had the MRI done and, and he looked over it and he says, oh, you have at least 12 <laughs> mm -hmm. tumors With not, the MRI. not four yeah wow. i thought i had four he oh said no goodness. no you have at least 12. <laughs> i was like wow so does that mean i have to have surgery anyway because there are so many of them yeah, you know yeah um and he was like no no because of where they're located <clears throat> I can I can cut off the blood supply to all of them and shouldn't well, be you, any problem. Right. So you still had to have the procedure. I still had to have procedure, a procedure, but yeah. not cut open surgery. Right. Like a. So it wasn't a scalpel surgery. You didn't have to cut slice me open. Um, they went through my groin with uh, I don't know I guess with some kind of scope radiology scope. I guess. Yeah. And um, went in that way. So I don't even have a scar. Oh okay. Yeah. Nice. I don't even a scar. So. Yeah. 
so that's how the, that's what that conversation was like after the MRI. It was like, uh, you know, you you need to do something, right? Right. What was my question is what would have been what was the doctor's if there was one? I don't know if there was one. What would have, what was the prognosis? So mm. difference in diet. So you were diagnosed mm -hmm. with with the fibroid tumors, yeah, right? Prognosis means what will happen. Right. So what would the prognosis what did they to happen? if if you didn't have if you didn't do anything? Did if they I expect had chosen something? to do nothing, yeah. uh the <clears throat> assumption was that the fibroids would grow in size or grow in number. Okay. One or the other or both. Or both. Um, which means that my so the radiologist said that my uterus before the uh, procedure was the size of about sixteen week pregnancy. No, really? Yeah. So it was it was but because of the because the tumors were growing okay. in size. So you would expect those to just get bigger. Right. So you walk around looking like you're pregnant. Mm. Oh, <laughs> when you're not. really? Yes. So that's okay. Yes. And then that puts pressure on your organs. So you know how pregnant women they have to go to the bathroom all the time right. because the the pressure of the uterus is up against their bladder. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes you're constipated because the pressure is blocking the mm -hmm. track, you know, to get everything out. <laughs> it's pressing up against there. Um, so it causes back pain. Right. Uh, so all that kind of stuff. Okay. So that would have been so the prognosis is you wouldn't have lived a very pleasurable life right <laughs> physically mm -hmm. okay. i would have been back saying please do something right. <laughs> please help me okay so like, you'll be back <laughs> yes yes you'll be back uh, okay all right so now you had to have this surgery or procedure mm -hmm. i would say surgery but it's not a cut yeah. open scalpel surgery right they said it's a procedure not a surgery right so i remember you talking to me about that and mm -hmm. it was like oh man, man we gotta do this thing mm -hmm. so how did you prepare did you have to do anything to prepare for the surgery? Like, did you have to not eat something for a certain amount of days? You know, what's that, what's that like? I didn't have to just... do anything to prepare. They did say not to eat or drink anything um, from midnight until I had the procedure, okay, which was like at 8 o'clock the next yeah. morning. Like um, so that's way. what I had to do. Now, I did choose to um, stay away from breads and try to stay away from sugars and um, mm -hmm. meat. A lot of meat, too. Right. Just so I wanted my body to be as healthy as it could be right. going in because I didn't want a real long recovery process. Mm. So, so that's, um, that's, so that's yeah. what I did. Okay. So that's how, now, so now we're up to the point where you're going to have the procedure. Mm -hmm. Talk about when you went, because you have never had good success when you go to get like an IV or give blood. Mm -hmm. I got good veins. When I go give blood, they're like, oh, yeah, we can use either arm, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, But you yeah. have always had trouble. Well, not you, but whoever. Yeah, usually. Now, there has been like one phlebotomist, I think, at IU Health. Yeah, I don't know what that, that person, person is. That person who does them all the time, like when you go just, just to give blood in that oh. one office. Uh -huh. That person knows what they're doing, whoever did for me. Okay. They know what they're doing. Everybody else. Lord, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's terrible. You get stuck like, and restuck. Oh, their and... veins are so small, and then they get in there, and then they dig around, oh, and they pull it back, oh, and then they dig around. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Now, but my thing is, wouldn't that be in your chart somewhere? It seems like, like if you go to, if because as long as I've known you, every time you've gone <laughs> and had to give blood, or you, you haven't had proceed, you haven't had surgery, but right. you've you've given blood. Trying to give blood at the you know, you you give know blood the, or the you, Red Cross. The Red Cross or one time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no more. Right. You, well, you've done that. But also, like, you know, when you just go to the doctor and you have to give yeah, blood 
blood for cholesterol whatever cholesterol and all that, and all that you yeah. know the normal checkups yeah it just has always been so it seems like they would put that in your chart yeah seems like you have small veins or whatever so when you go to the next yes. doctor they could see yes but apparently that wasn't the case that was not the case so they kept sticking around they kept sticking around it was, <laughs> it was not good yeah so mm -hmm. i experienced some real pain prep during the prep for the surgery at the hospital right uh, yeah, it was it was not. They ended up putting them on uh, like right in my wrist area. Mm. That was close to this area, wrist area. <clears throat> so that was pretty painful. Yeah. It, yeah, because it still kind of hurts when you go past it like that. But yeah. um, even now, mm -hmm. oh, you can okay. still feel you know where it was. Um, so that yeah, that it was, was in your wrist or your hand. And I, don't know, I think it was like right in here. I think. Really. Hmm. Yeah, I know I had one one time. It was right here in my. No, but hmm. mine wasn't up. No, it wasn't up there. No, no. It, was, it was right here. That's where I feel it. It was right here. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Lord have mercy, poor child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for you. Yeah. Well, at least yeah. your so the the what I know about is uh, my mother in law, your mother and I went there with you, mm -hmm. and um, for the procedure and the doc. So the doc came out and talked to us. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> And was telling us that this particular procedure, surgery, is going to take three to four hours. Mm -hmm. You know, typically it takes three to four hours. And, uh, you know, that's it. So we should just relax or go somewhere and come back and all that kind of thing. So we said, all right, if it's going to take three to four hours, we were with you till they took you back. We just, you know, left, went to Starbucks and figured we'd just hang out for a while. So mm -hmm. we were just talking away, you know, doing our Starbucks thing, you know, not just, not checking the clock, because we know it's going to be three hours. Yeah. So about 40 uh -huh. minutes later, after we left you, about 45 minutes later, I get a call. It's the doctor. I'm like, well, what's wrong? I'm thinking mm -hmm. something, yeah. you know. And uh, he said, no, I just want to let you know everything went fine, you know, it's all done. And uh, he was talking about how healthy you are. So he somehow uh, surmised <laughs> that you, um, you know, you were healthy. Your body was healthy, responded to the surgery real well and all that. So a three hour, four hour, three to four hour procedure turned into a 45 minute procedure mm -hmm. because you took care of yourself ahead of time. And um, yeah, he said it was all good. So, you know, we, we came back and just had to wait for you to recover. So what was that experience like now for you? So you never had surgery mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, in your life. Did you have your wisdom teeth out? I did. So you had that. Yeah. Okay. So you have had anesthesia. Yeah. For that. But never surgery like right. this. Right. So what was that like waking up after your first ever surgery procedure, whatever you call it? It was um, scary. Do you? Uh, really? Was it scary? It was. My whole thing was like, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? <laughs> you know where you were? Yeah. I, I mean, I I knew where I was, but I guess because being under the medicine, you know, just coming out of it, it just seemed like I was not in control, which for right. me is very scary. Yeah. Uh, you don't like that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't like that feeling. So yeah. um, I was just, just laying there being out of control, you know, and, and just trying to do whatever the instructions were that the staff gave me. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember, I, the only thing I remember was traveling through the hospital, through the hallways. because Lord it, have mercy. It just seemed like it took a long time to get well, from the recovery room to the actual yeah. uh, hospital the hospital room. room. Yeah. That wasn't your anesthesia. 
That was for real. Because when we came back to see you, they, the doctor called said, you might want to come on back now, you know. So we finished our little coffee and came back. And uh, they said, well, just sit sit over there. Sit in the room over there. So he's like, all right. So we sat down. They said, she'll be out in just a minute. So we wait. We wait, for, we wait for an hour. And I'm sitting there thinking, you called us and said, come on back. So I went out and I'm like, where's my wife? And they said, oh, well, let me look it up. So they looked it up. They said, oh, she in the other building, way down. I said, well, how do we? They said, you got to go out and get your car. We had to go get our cars and drive all the way to the other building just to come to your room. And I was like, they weren't going to tell us. But anyway, uh, yeah. So no, it, you took were, a, it took a long time yeah, to walk. Far the, the person who was pushing me was out of breath. <laughs> he was <laughs> wheezing. Lord, the man. And I, he said he was I, wheezing. He was. He was like... You know how preachers see him. I was like, oh man, this man is oh, he's all right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Because <laughs> I remember him stopping and somebody said, Well, do you know you know where you're going? He was like, Yeah, I was looking for a shortcut, you know, and he told the lady wherever we were going. She's like, No, it's no shortcut. You gotta go, you know, whatever the way is. <laughs> he was like, man. Oh my goodness. That was a whole they obviously the buildings are connected because you yeah. stayed inside. Right. But they told us, no, don't stay inside. Go get your car. We had to drive all the way down there. So yeah, anyway, so that was interesting. Well, then, so you didn't, you had a recovery. You stayed overnight in the hospital. Mm -hmm. What was that whole post-surgery experience like? After you, you know, were awakened and like, okay, I know what happened. Right. Now. So you know. um, there was just a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> there was just well, you know, a lot of pain involved. Yeah. You had that, uh, I remember you had, they gave you some serious pain medication. Yeah. It took away the pain, but it made but you nauseous. It made me sick. So but, they gave yeah. me morphine because I was uh, warned by the nurse who was prepping me. She was, because she had had an embolization before, she said, <clears throat> when they offer you pain medicine, take it because... You don't want that. You don't right. want to feel it. <laughs> yeah, but you get behind the pain, yeah. they call it. It's, yeah, it's so, hard to... so I said, okay. So they gave me morphine, a, a drip that was every 10 minutes, I think they said. Right. Was it, the mor yeah. was uh, it morphine that made you sick, though? I think so, because okay. when they stopped it, that's when I got better. I thought it was a different one, and then they put you on morphine. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was know. I know you were out. I yeah, think it was morphine, a drip, morphine drip that was every 10 minutes. Yeah, because remember you kept, you said. Yeah, but yeah. I was thinking that was a different, that was a even serious, more serious, I was serious, sir. <laughs> I, th I think that was even a, I, I can't remember what it was. Uh, maybe it was, but I was thinking that was a more serious medicine. And then they switched you to morphine. Mm. Well, it could be. I don't yeah. know. But either way, but whatever, whatever was going if it was morphine veins, or whatever it was. At every first, 10 She minutes. had to click, clicking this button every 10 minutes. Click, click. Yes. Or the, or the pain came. And so it would make me, it, so the pain would come, I would get sleepy, I would get hot, I would feel nauseous. Yes. So that went on <laughs> yeah, every 10 minutes, that, yeah. all day, yeah. through, in, into the night. Because, you know, the nurses have the seven to seven shift. Right. So it was after the second shift came on that they switched me. So that right. was at least 10 hours or so that I was doing that, just sick. Right. And I didn't eat anything because I felt nauseous and for a while. Right. And then I ate crackers and drank ginger ale or Sprite, whatever they gave me. Yeah, and I got you some, uh, what was that soup? Minestrone soup, but you really But I didn't, didn't eat that because yeah, really I didn't, didn't yeah, feel good. Didn't tell, yeah. yeah, so. Um, yeah, you just had to eat crackers. Yeah, it was just crackers. And then yeah. that started coming back up. Did I ever throw up while you were there? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, you did. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. So then I was I was throwing up. So 
it was it was bad so so ladies who have had children and if you haven't had an epidural just think of being at nine or ten and throwing up every 10 minutes nine or ten centimeters dilated oh. so very active labor and then throwing up on top of it oh that's, that's what, what it's like. like okay that's what it felt like. And this is from a healthy person. This is from a person <laughs> who was very, very healthy going into yeah. the procedure. So yeah. that's, yeah. That's what, okay. that's what it felt like for me. So, well, how, so are you, so now after going through this, are you optimistic about your health future or do you have any concerns? I'm always optimistic. Yeah. Yes. That's good. Uh, okay. Do I have concerns? I would say right now, no. I, like I have a three month checkup. Well, I have a, a one month. I'm mm -hmm. supposed to call or they'll call me to, to do a one month uh, follow up for my procedure and then a three month and then a six month. Right. So they should be able to see the tumors have shrunk at those points. Three okay. And six. So they didn't remove so, the tumors. Right. But they did what? Cut off the blood supply to them. So cut off the arteries or veins, whatever you call it, <laughs> that, that feeds <laughs> the tumors. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they can't live. Right. They didn't, you're going to choke them to death. Right. Oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Well, how did this experience affect your own view of your health, your your view of your own health, I guess? You know, your view of... Well... And will you change anything going forward? I mean, you were pretty I don't know that there's it. anything that I could right. have That's, changed. Yeah. Now, of course, because I believe I'm supposed to be perfect in all things, <laughs> right. uh, I, I feel like, oh, what if I had uh, not been so an so anxious of a person or, you know, uh -huh. what if I didn't carry all of these, you know, worry so much <clears throat> or, you know, mm -hmm. take on other people's cares and all that kind of stuff. But hey. I am who I am, yeah. so yeah. I did what was in my power right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> to take care of myself. So um, I don't know really that there's anything you know that right. I could have changed. Okay. And I and I used the prayer and everything, and the Lord didn't see fit to just you know take it away. So it is what it is. You have to go through the process. Right. <laughs> Will you change anything going forward? This is my question. Going forward. Yeah. Um, I don't believe there's anything that I can do. Right. You're doing, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Being healthy. To, to change, yeah. Okay. Just, just keep going. Right. So what what uh, message would you give, especially women? Yeah, everybody, everybody. Um, All of us yeah. have our yearly preventative exams that are- Especially getting older, but yeah, anybody. Yeah, but anybody though, uh, take care of yourself medically and don't feel like, oh, I'm fine. You know, nothing's wrong, so I'm not gonna get anything checked out because there could be something at the beginning stages that can be easily taken care of. Right. Rather than if you wait until you <clears throat> start feeling <laughs> symptoms <laughs> and then it's in a more advanced stage <clears throat> and then it's, you know, a little harder to take care of and more more complex issue to take care of. So. Get your checks. Go get checked up. Get your prostate checks. Get your colonoscopies. Get your breast exams. Get your uh, gynecology pap smear exams. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff. <laughs> all that stuff. All get that your prostate stuff. exams. Yeah. Prostate get exams. Prostate get all exams. that kind of stuff. Get it done because you want to be as healthy as you can be. And know, yeah. and you want the peace of mind of knowing mm -hmm. that you are healthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe that, uh, you know, the good Lord um, does do miracles, of course. 
Um, and I, I absolutely believe in faith. I preach faith, mm -hmm. but I believe that God has given us um, very practical ways to live life as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, it's kind of like one of those things, and I'll let you finish up here, but it's kind of like one of those things for me, talking about your health journey is, um, you know, like a lot of people who believe in God and are Christians, if you will, will just talk about, hey, you know, I, I have faith and I believe I'm an overcomer and I'm going to, you know, speak to my health and I believe God is a healer and he is. But we say all those things while at the same time, you know, drinking a gallon of Coke, eating fried chicken and potato chips and all of those kind of things. And sure. I think that counteracts. So you can't, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't sabotage your own health, mm -hmm. I think, you know, mm -hmm. expecting the miracle. That's true. Is, and so. and you cannot be presumptuous <clears throat> as well. You cannot mm -hmm. say, well, God's just going to heal me. And, and that's that. Mm -hmm. you, you really need to say, okay. Because he's given us ways. Yeah. To... And say, Holy Spirit, how do you want me right. to go through this process? And then allow the Holy Spirit to direct you in the way you should go. Mm -hmm. Now, that could be just prayer and, mm -hmm. and believing and speaking. Well, right. You, might, yes. you know, mm -hmm. you know your faith. <laughs> you right. know your faith. Um, but just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and just do what he says. Because sometimes there's a purpose for going through the medical route. Right. The, the scientific route. Absolutely. And, and having it done that way. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yep. I mean, we can't look down on people because right. they get better the way they get better. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good deal. <laughs> That's a good deal. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So, going forward, we're going to be healthy. Yeah. Right? I, yep. <laughs> yep. That's right. <laughs> so, what's, what's your uh, next health goal? Uh, I'm, I'm continuing to lose weight. Mm -hmm. So I'm going down and uh, that's it. So I can be around. <laughs> All right. So that's what that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Me too. I'm losing weight. <laughs> no, really. Well, I should say I'm I'm, a, I'm, I'm okay. I'm a healthy mm -hmm. eater, but I do yeah. want to lose some weight. Don't <laughs> Everybody wants to lose some weight. So I do want to lose some weight. Yeah. Okay. So, so here's my thing, guys. Yeah. I never wanted to be like those cartoon characters when we were kids, if you're our mm -hmm. age. Mm -hmm. They had the big fat woman and the real skinny man on the cartoon. What? <laughs> do, you, do you not remember that? No. I used to look at that as a kid and think, oh, Lord, that's going to be me. I'm going to be big and fat. My husband going to be real skinny. <laughs> it's not the case. So I don't, I don't want that. That's why I'm always like, okay, I got to lose it. <laughs> it's not the case. You're just fine. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go into our words of the day. All right. If you all can't tell, he is just ready to move forward. He's like, okay, hurry, hurry up, come on, hurry up, come on, hurry up, come on. All right, so my word of the day is portend, and it is a verb. Pretend. I, no, I didn't say pretend. I said portend. Hmm. Portend. P-O-R-T-E-N-D. Okay, wait a minute. Let me guess. That sounds like somebody that's fat. Like port, portend. Somebody who's portly? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> portend is a sign to be a sign or a warning that something, especially something momentous or calamitous, is likely to happen. So, okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, she's about to be a doctor. She's working on her um, <laughs> dissertation right now. So, you know, she knows all these words and definitions. I don't know what she just said, but what does, yeah, what does that so, say? So, okay. In a, in a sentence. Yeah. How would you say it in a sentence? The stillness of the <clears throat> air portends bad weather. Oh, okay. Kind of like uh, foreshadows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And is but what it's foreshadowing is disastrous or calamitous, you say? calamitous. or momentous or momentous. Mm -hmm. Okay. Something big is going to happen. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, well, that's good. All right, well, my word is effervescent. Yes. Just and I like that describes our personalities. What? <laughs> effervescent? You portend something big oh. or calamitous is going to happen. You are effervescent. <laughs> <laughs> that means very enthusiastic or vivacious. <laughs> yeah. So in a sentence, you might say, the young people in our youth group are effervescent. Yes. We're very effervescent today. Yes, vivacious and enthusiastic. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That's my word. <laughs> All right. So that's it for our health journey today. But you know what? Just switching gears. Oh, um, Mr. Michael is so talented in so many ways. He has so many gifts. <clears throat> so he wrote a song a while ago called Beautiful Black Woman. Oh. And it's on YouTube and is it on Amazon Music? It's on Amazon Music, Apple Music. Apple Music, that's what I'm Spotify. trying to say. He, see, he puts it on all the platforms. Mm -hmm. He has music all everywhere. So look him up, Michael Carter. He has music <laughs> Everywhere, buy his music, he'll love it. But um, he also oh, makes these t-shirts <laughs> that are for sale if you want them. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're called Beautiful Black Woman. Uh, and so what are some of these words? Melanated, melanated black royalty, majestic, heavenly, gift. You, know, you turn Sorry. the other way. Okay, gifted, queen, gold. Okay. There you go. Aren't they cute? Mm -hmm. I think they're so cute. <laughs> and you can get them in gray or in black, right? I think so, yeah. So if you want one, he's going to put a link in here. Yeah. <laughs> Delight. Be, there'll be a link. Yeah, delight.com. No, delightonline.com. It's, it's on the screen now, as yeah. you can see. Delightonline.com. Yeah. Support the beautiful black women in your life. <laughs> you you don't have to be black to buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Support the beautiful black women in your life. Yeah, I think those are. I love this t-shirt. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I really do. I wear it all the time. Oh, see, you know you do wear it. Yes. <laughs> all right. It's a nice plug. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's it for saving yeah. us. And please uh, give us some ideas of things you would like for us to discuss. And yeah. hopefully we can get some guests on yeah. and cover the okay. topics that you would like to hear about and uh, maybe have questions and answers and things like that. That'll be a lot of fun. So go ahead and just interact with us and I'll get back with you. I've been, see, I checked twice this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We only had one person to uh, comment. comment this week. So more comments, more comments, please. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time, we'll see you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Don't know how we got here, but we got love, yeah. Don't know how we got here, but we got love, yeah.